I bet you had no idea the power of a hug. It's so much more powerful than even I imagined. Hugging has the potential to rewire our brain and get our relationship back in sync and even collapse negative triggers in our relationship. When couples have gotten out of sync, hugging is how we confront ourselves and our problems and find solutions to those problems. It forces us to sometimes regulate our nervous system and calm our own mind. If you thought you knew everything there was to know about hugs, get ready to have your mind blown. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help in their marriage? Yeah, that's six years of pain, hurt, and frustration. Hi there, I'm Charlotte Snow. And I'm Robert Snow. And welcome to Master Your Marriage. Where we believe that having an amazing marriage should never feel like hard work and shouldn't be a guessing game. This is the show for married couples who want to discover a scientifically proven approach to building a masterful marriage and have fun while doing it. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Last week here on the podcast, we talked about getting out of sync. And we shared a few of our turning point stories where we had to get out of sync in order to break our unhealthy patterns. In these cases, one or both of us broke our alliance with each other by not being the best version of ourselves. Yeah. And we were at that time in our relationship pretty emotionally immature. But eventually, our individual integrity and our self-respect stood up and demanded more of us and more of our relationship. We had to make a shift. And getting out of sync can actually be a necessary way to shift your relationship out of unhealthy patterns and get into more connection and more intimacy. Now we want to talk to you about a specific way of getting back into sync. And then later on, we're going to give you a step-by-step exercise that is surprisingly simple Mm -hmm. and yet really elegant and very effective. It's an exercise that on the surface seems so simple that it couldn't possibly do anything. And that's why it would be so easy for you to dismiss what we're about to share with you. But for those of you who implement this exercise into your relationship, you're about to experience something really powerful. This exercise is a unique type of hugging, not the kind that you may be doing right now. It's a very different type of hugging that has the potential to rewire your brain and get your relationship back into sync. It also serves as a way to form a new, more interdependent alliance with your partner. Trust me, it's very different from the way that you're currently going about hugging. So let's talk about three benefits of the type of hug that we're going to be teaching you. First and most obvious is that hugging builds connection and intimacy. We naturally want to hug those who are in pain, and it's a way that we show love and comfort. Hugging has also been shown to decrease pain. A 20-second hug releases oxytocin, which is referred to as the cuddle hormone. Hmm. Oxytocin makes us feel good. It also reduces inflammation. Hugging also releases dopamine and decreases the stress hormone, cortisol. And while all of these benefits that Robert just talked about are great, and they are great. They are great. They hardly even scratch the surface. Getting a little bit more sophisticated now, hugging also has the potential to rewire your triggers. I need my triggers rewired. (laughs) Then we can hug later. Okay. I'm sure in your relationship you've been triggered, right? You've probably found yourself dysregulated, maybe obsessively thinking negative thoughts about your partner. Perhaps there's even been a huge breach in trust or in emotional safety. 
and you actually feel triggered just by being around your partner or being touched by your partner. If this has happened to you, you've probably developed something we call a negative anchor. Oh, what is a negative anchor? Hmm. For most of you, you learned in high school biology about the scientist Ivan Pavlov, and he was the Russian physiologist that developed the theory of a conditioned reflex. He trained dogs to salivate at the sound of a bell. Pavlov set up the experiments in which he rang the bell shortly before presenting food to the dogs. At first, the dogs were like, what? No bell? We're just going to eat. And then eventually the dogs began to salivate just at the sound of the bell alone. Through repeated conditioning, the dogs became anchored to just the sound of the bell and their bodies reacted just to the sound, even when there was no food present or even food presented. So there's a mantra that you've probably heard. It goes like this. Neurons that fire together, wire together. This means that neurons that respond to the same stimuli get connected together and start responding together. So in the case of the salivating dogs, because because Pavlov repeatedly connected the feeding of the dogs to the sound of the bell, all the neurons that fired in that ensemble got linked together, including the salivation. So I can think of one like that in most married and committed relationships. Can you tell yeah. me? It's the sound of your wife getting into the shower. Oh, yeah. What's your response to that? Oh, we just always want to come see what's going on. <laughs> we might have to cut that out later. No, I don't think so. <laughs> More seriously, our bodies are constantly being anchored without knowing it. We're all wired to some of the marketing jingles. Here in the U.S., if I sang like a good neighbor, you'd all think State Farm is there. Yes, we would. Yep. We're all anchored to all kinds of things. For example, our smell. Maybe it's the smell of grandmother's cookies that instantly transport us back to early childhood memories. And we can be anchored to hundreds of different things all through our five senses. So unfortunately, negative anchors have the opposite effect, but they work in the same way. Mm -hmm. We can also be anchored to a negative response. For example, if someone speaks to us in a patronizing tone Mm -hmm. for someone That could be a red light trigger that just evokes immediate fury and anger. Let me give you an extreme example of a negative anchor that happens in relationships. Many couples seek help for sexual desire problems in their relationship. And sometimes in the past and maybe still in the present, therapists have recommended the Nike just do it approach to sex. And if you just do it enough times, they say, you'll eventually like it, except that doesn't usually happen. When couples are struggling with resentment or anger, hurt, or some other unresolved issues, those emotions can get wired together with the act of having sex. That's terrible. And it has some pretty terrible results. And this is surprisingly more common than you would think. After a period of time, just like the dogs that salivated, partners can become negatively anchored to just the touch from one another. A woman, for example, who maybe resentfully but willfully participated in sex with her husband that she didn't want to have, she could become repelled by her husband. So even something as simple as a hug or a touch of the hand could send reverberations through her body of hate and disgust even if she never told her husband how she felt, even if she was just going along with it and saying nothing and just appeasing him, 
She could develop a negative anchor where if he touches her, she feels repulsion or resentment. This is why we don't like the idea of this resentful accommodation, which I think we'll probably need to talk about on another episode. We'll need to do that on another episode. So how do we reverse this negative anchor? Well, here are a number of techniques to reverse a negative anchor. One is called to collapse the anchor. And to collapse the anchor, you just have to overpower the existing negative anchor by rewiring the stimulus, in this case, touch, to a stronger positive response. Yeah. So for example, like Robert said, with touch, it's possible for a person to get into a much more powerful positive state, such as joy or calm, while simultaneously creating a physical contact. Let's say that would be a hug. So if you can maintain those positive feelings while that hug is happening, the old negative anchor will collapse. So that is definitely something really powerful that this hugging exercise can be used for. Now, the third and possibly the most important benefit of this exercise, which we all need, is being able to regulate our own nervous system, especially when we're anxious and spun up. Yeah, especially during those times. Taking responsibility for calming yourself down is critical in long-lasting relationships. Every relationship can benefit when both partners are able to calm themselves down inside. This helps to prevent things like enmeshment because you're not going to be tempted to rescue or prop up each other in an unhealthy way. When you know how to make yourself feel safe and at peace on the inside, you can open up to your partner in new ways. You can take more risks. You can be more open and vulnerable. This obviously deepens your intimacy. You can have difficult conversations with much more ease. And sex is so much better when you can calm your own heart and mind. In fact, it's astonishing how much better and more fulfilling and how many more novel experiences you can add into your sex life when a couple can totally relax and regulate their nervous system. So those are the three major benefits of this exercise. It deepens connections, it collapses negative anchors, and it teaches us how to regulate our own nervous system. So now that we've talked about the benefits, let's look deeper now at what kind of hug we're even talking about here, because this isn't your normal, ordinary hug, is it? A standard hug. It's really a rich, multi-layered, very meaningful experience that has a lot of different uses. And it's something that we assign to our coaching clients quite frequently as homework. Yep. Love giving hugging as homework. Mm -hmm. So what makes this hug different is that you're hugging each other, but your attention is on your own heart and your own mind. It's also not a quick two-second hug. This hug takes as long as it takes Mm -hmm. until you both fully relax. And here's the interesting part. The responsibility is on you to relax yourself. On average, this hug can take upwards from 10 to 15 minutes, maybe more. So let's now walk through the steps, the step-by-step process. You're probably going to want to take note right now of the timestamp here so that you can come back to this point later when you and your partner are both together and then continue from this point. We'd recommend doing this exercise with your shoes off. You're probably better off leaving your clothes on, at least for now. If you're emotionally estranged, don't make this physical or sexual at all. If you're not in a place where you're having sex in your relationship, this just helps introduce something physical back into the relationship. Yeah, that's a mistake I see quite frequently after, actually. So definitely don't start out making this a sexual experience. Yeah, it's just a hug. Yeah. So now step one, here we go. Step one, before you begin, simply start to calm yourself down. Breathe a little slower 
and a little deeper than usual until your heart rate starts to come down. Step two, stand facing your partner with a balanced, grounded stance over your two feet. This is both necessary for the process, but also symbolic. It is representative of the relationship dynamic. Two unique individuals bringing their best selves together. As you stand there, facing one another, close your eyes for a moment and breathe in deeply, relaxing yourself once again. Step three, open your eyes. And when you're ready, move forward slowly toward one another while staying relaxed and place yourself so that one foot is between your partners. And then notice how easy it is to now put your arms around your partner without going off balance. Step four, now get comfortable, relax, focus on yourself. Let whatever feelings arise, let them come without judgment. Let them just float by while you simply focus on your breath. Let your breath ground you. You might feel like backing up or resisting, but don't give in to that temptation. And then step five, continue to quiet yourself down. This is not about holding on to each other. You are holding on to each other, but that's not what it's about. It's much more complex. As you have your arms around your partner, I want you to really focus on holding on to yourself. Focus on yourself. Focus on your breathing. Calm yourself way down. Focus on the sensations in your body. If you find yourself struggling here, I want you to make a sincere attempt to experience a positive emotion for you. Maybe that's peace, calm, or joy. You could even do this by thinking of a time when you felt those things. And that way you can just quickly get in touch with that feeling now. Good. Just like that, calm yourself way down. Now, what comes up next is also really important. Things may shift. Your baggage might surface. For mm -hmm. example, sooner or later, one of you may lose your balance. If this happens, let go of your partner, regain your balance, and reset. This is not about holding on to each other or balancing each other. This is symbolic of how we build alliances in our partnership. It is your responsibility to hold yourself up and your partner's responsibility to hold themselves up. Mm. That's so important. Perhaps you find your body is uncomfortable at some point, or maybe you start to get a little bit off balance. What do you need to do then? You'll need to speak up. You'll need to tell your partner, hey, I'm adjusting my body now to get a little bit more comfortable, but I want you to know that I still want to continue. I don't want to stop. In a partnership, couples need to be honest in this way. You need to be able to do and say what's necessary to stay in integrity. So remember this as your partner may ask you to adjust their position. Similarly, if your partner pushes or pulls you off balance or you feel them leaning on you, tell them gently, you're pulling and you're pushing me off balance. Please adjust. Anytime you need to adjust, just tell them before you disengage. Okay. So if you haven't figured it out yet, these things are all symbolic of the relationship dynamic. That's what makes it a multi-layer experience. The issues in your relationship will surface as you are hugging. You'll notice who's having difficulty being held, who is struggling to calm their own anxieties, who wants to let go first, who's chasing for more intimacy while the other is distancing themselves, who's communicating their needs, and how is the other person responding to these needs that are being requested. And while all of these things are going on, your job is to calm yourself down. 
the dynamics of this exercise are so far reaching. You may at some point realize that this is your chance to work out some of the emotional and physical issues that are going on in your relationship. You may need to stop for a moment and work things out with each other. If so, take a break, continue to soothe yourself while speaking honestly and opening and while receiving feedback. That's right. That's really important. And again, this is just so symbolic of what really happens in real life, in relationships and how we have to maintain that calm presence while sometimes having difficult conversations or speaking up or taking feedback that we don't necessarily want to take. Who would know that all these things can come up when you're hugging, having a hug. Right. So for some of you, the first time you do this, it's likely going to feel like an eternity, but be patient. Repetition is so important with this exercise. We'd suggest that you start out by shooting for 10 to 15 minutes or until you're fully relaxed, however long that takes. And if you're still struggling, maybe that's an opportunity for you to become a little more self-aware. Maybe that's time to pay attention to what's preventing you from relaxing. Is it a story that you're reciting? Are there pictures in your mind? If so, maybe try shifting your attention. Perhaps you can count your breathing instead. In for five seconds, out for five seconds. The beauty of this is it's a practice. It's not a one-time exercise. It takes repetition and you're creating new neural pathways. You're collapsing these old negative anchors that weren't serving you and you're confronting areas of your relationship that need work. You're learning to take responsibility for your own anxieties. You're calming your own heart and your own mind. Being in a strong relationship means we hold on to ourselves in real life just as we do in this exercise. I love that. So this is going to take time. It's going to take practice. It's going to take attention. So why not practice this several times a week for a few months? Absolutely. And just see what happens. In the beginning, this practice might be used to simply just get you back to being comfortable with being in each other's presence. And then later on, who knows, maybe it'll serve as foreplay or a way to deepen your sexual intimacy with one another. As we said before, there's just so many different ways to use this exercise. Absolutely. So what do you think? Are you guys ready to give it a try? Here's what we'd like to, for you guys to do. Will you come over and find us on Instagram and share your experiences with us? Will you let us know how it goes? We'd love to hear how this practice makes an impact on your relationship. All right. I think that wraps up today's episode. Hugging to rewire your brain and get your relationship back into sync. I bet you didn't realize how powerful a hug could be. Did you? Who knew? Who knew? Thank you for being here today. And please consider subscribing to the show if you haven't already. Just hit the follow button inside the player that you're currently listening on. Our mission has a purpose, and it's always been to transform as many marriages as possible. And the way that you can support us and help support our mission is to subscribe and leave a five-star review. That helps us reach as many people as possible. And of course, that makes us really happy too. It does. As always, be kind to each other, take care of each other, put each other first. It's the small and simple things every day that create long-lasting, strong relationships. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Master Your Marriage. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, then we want to hear from you. Just go to MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com and send us your question. Oh, and while you're there, you can also check out our retreats and events and even apply for coaching. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get advanced notice of when the next episode drops, plus show notes and many extras. Thanks again for tuning in.